Thank you for listening to TMA's Practice Well podcast. TMA, helping you improve the health of all Texans. TMA has a long, proud history of promoting patient rights, advocating for physicians, and providing real solutions for your practice. We can accomplish so much when we unite in one voice. Call the TMA Knowledge Center at 1-800-880-7955 or visit TexMed.org to find out how you can join or renew your membership today. Hello, I'm Cheryl Kroviak. I produce the TMA Practice Well podcast and manage the TMA Education Center, where we strive to help physicians and their practice thrive. My guest today is Fred Burton, the Executive Director of Ontic Center for Protective Intelligence in Austin, Texas. In this quick dip episode, we're going to discuss practical advice for the personal safety and security of physicians and staff. So let's get started. Fred, with your extensive experience as a former counterterrorism special agent and someone who has studied attacks and scenarios for almost 35 years, what strategies do you recommend and teach for personal protection? There are three strategies for individual protection. The first is have a plan. Since bad things can happen at any time and in any place, you need to have a plan of what you would do if trouble strikes. Think about the places you may go during a normal day and the problems that could occur. Walk through various situations and response plans in your mind. For example, what would I do if a criminal approached me on the sidewalk or while I'm getting into my car? What if a criminal or an intruder comes into my office, place of worship, or the grocery store? For each of these scenarios, think about how you could respond. Where could you hide? Do you have a secondary means of escape? What could you use as a weapon? Thinking about possibilities and scenarios will put you in a better position to react when and if you ever are confronted with a threat. It's important to think about before you're caught in that moment. If you find yourself in a threatening or even a deadly situation, you will have seconds to decide. It is impossible to gauge exactly what could unfold, but once your mind registers an attack, you must respond immediately. Safety should be your first priority. If possible, run and attempt to put as much distance as possible between you and the attacker. If you're not able to escape, hide and take cover. If you're not able to run or hide, choose to fight as a last resort using any weapons available. The second strategy is shift your mindset. Change your everyday mindset to practice what we call situational awareness. Pay attention to your surroundings and be alert to anything that seems off. Even if others may help to respond, do what you can to keep yourself and those around you safe. Heighten your awareness in unfamiliar areas, but it's even more important to do so in places you know well, like your home, office, or stores you visit frequently, so you don't become complacent about possible threats. After interviewing many victims of crime, I can tell you 
Several people sensed there was a threat before the crime began, but they ignored their instincts. I'm guilty of that. I'm set in my routine and going about my day. I'm often on autopilot. In rare cases, when there is something outside of the norm, I'm more likely to be curious about the ruckus, and honestly, the thought that this could be a dangerous situation probably won't cross my mind. Can you give some tips on how to build a habit of being more aware? Here are a few key ways to practice situational awareness. Trust yourself. If you feel that trouble is close, leave the situation as quickly as possible. Be alert and keep your head on a swivel. Make eye contact with people who you pass on the street. Stay off of your phone when you're walking into and out of your workplace, school, or home. Watch for potential threats in the distance. See the threat coming so you can avoid it. Create or expand the distance from potential threats. Remember, distance is your friend. That's good. Very practical. Now, what is your third strategy? The third strategy is to watch for signs of trouble. Criminals and threat actors follow a specific attack cycle. The cycle may last only a few seconds, or it could last several months. The cycle begins with a concept called pre-operational surveillance, where the attacker watches the potential scene and victims to plan the strike. The key to preventing crime and disrupting the attack cycle is recognizing the pre-operational activities and thwarting the plan. Okay, and how do you do this? A threat actor needs to observe a victim or target, and sometimes they use a ruse to walk through the location or take photos. They may also lurk at a site or stare excessively at a potential target. If you see this sort of behavior, say something to your family, co-workers, and or the police, and let the cops sort out the motive and intentions. As with situational awareness, this requires a change in mindset. You can only see this behavior if you're looking for it. Let's discuss three strategies for small offices in specific locations. The first is have a plan. A majority of strategies for individual protection may be applied to security for specific locations, such as a small office or isolated areas of a larger building. Routine personal security can only benefit a broader office environment as the more people who are looking for things that do not fit, the more threats you will see. Remember, time and distance from a threat actor is your friend. Here are a few additional concepts to consider that are specific to location where you reside or work. The first is, again, have a plan. Understand what's in the environment that can be used in an emergency situation. Where can you hide? In places where you can exit quickly or flag for help from a window. Remember, sometimes there are no good options to various criminal scenarios that unfold. For example, when a threat actor intends on taking hostages with duct tape, flex cuffs, or handcuffs, the situation is dire. You will have seconds to decide a course of action. Fighting back is an option. Most threat actors won't expect a victim to attack. 
Remember that. All right. We need to have a plan. We need to be prepared to fight back if we have to. Now, what else? Have appropriate tools and supplies and prepare the space. Collect the tools you need, such as locks on doors, panic alarms that quietly alert the police, a safe haven or area to retreat, first aid kits, and phone numbers posted where needed. Additional resources include emergency action plans, which contain stop the bleed kits in your safe haven area. Smoke hoods are also nice to have. That's a good point to look at your space and identify safe havens where you can stock supplies and have a way to signal or call for help. And what is the last strategy you want to share? Finally, work to prepare others. Training for family and or office employees is strongly advised as resources and action plans are only valuable if people are properly informed on how to use them. This includes natural disasters where adequate supply of water and food is necessary Share the plan with others in the home or workplace and make sure they're prepared and have an appropriate mindset to prevent and respond to incidents. Having one person who keeps the plan close and doesn't allow others to know details will only result in confusion and missed signals should a threat arise. Again, practice. Remember, training must be conducted regularly as repetition is key. Practice. Fred, thank you again for these practical tips to help our physicians be better prepared in the event of an active attack situation. To our listeners, we hope you found this quick tip episode beneficial. For more help on this topic, visit the TMA Education Center. A link is provided in the episode description. And check back soon for a more in-depth discussion with Fred on this subject. Until next time, stay well.